<laughs> hey, hey everybody hey. we just filmed our third episode of the so far so good podcast finally number three number, number three drinks. yep we talked a lot about some good things in this so make sure to watch it everybody has a skill everybody can make money from that skill yeah that's a little teaser for you Alrighty. see you there <laughs> bye, bye. Everybody, we are back. This is episode Trace. Yep, yep. I feel like like we're we're getting better at this. We're yeah. doing really well. Oh my gosh, we are finally in the groove of things, you guys. Episode three. Oh my. It's it's been a trial, like getting yeah. you know getting every, everything set up with episode one, watching it, cringing a little bit, yeah, making adjustments for yeah. episode two. I think we feel a lot better yeah. about episode two compared to episode yeah. one. If you guys watched episode two, we talk all about this guest camera that we would be using, and if you watch it, well, it died on us. Right. So yeah, yeah, so, we're hoping, fingers crossed, that it's gonna work, but we yeah. can wave to it. We're hey. still we're still working on getting all the technical elements. This. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's complex. We, yeah. We're literally capturing four cameras right now. Sky cams up there. Hey. Jenna's got her camera. I've got my camera, yep. and we've got the guest camera. So we're we're trying to work this all out before we start bringing in guests. Yeah. Because the last thing we want to do is have somebody come spend their valuable time with us, and then we're, and then nothing work. happens. Yeah. So so we're doing episode three now. Yeah, so. and we're finally ready. We're moving on with actual content mm -hmm. for you guys. Instead of, you know, all the technical Talking stuff. Talking about though, the challenges of podcasting it, again. That is interesting to listen to if you're interested in that. But I think that this episode you guys are going to really be interested in. Um, but first, we sort of want to tell you guys about our professional lives and what we do for work. So, Because I think it really is going to tie into this episode and, yeah. and one of these. Because what, what Jenna and I do for an actual living to make yeah. money ties right into the topic of this episode. Mm -hmm. So to start, I, I'm in marketing and digital marketing and I have my own business. So it's funny, I actually do business with Sean. Mm -hmm. So my company mm -hmm. does contract work with his agency and we do all things from graphic design, email marketing, web updates, web builds, social um, analytics, social media, you know, I feel like brand content strategy, everything well, that you can think of in a brand print, you know, yeah. We'll, we'll and we do, do events design. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, um, I mainly work like for like my billable hours. I work with clients and I also have some direct clients that I work with as well. And I do the same thing with like social media calendars or email marketing, web updates, um, and website builds, which I love to do. And then on the side, which we'll tie into <laughs> what we're going to be talking about, mm -hmm. is um, I have some personal brands that I have. So one of my biggest ones is Jenna Heath Lifestyle. And that's sort of a personal brand that I've built a website on. And I do blog posts, social media, and I try to monetize that. And we'll mm -hmm. get into that later. Mm -hmm. But Sean, do you want to sort of talk about what you do? Yeah. So I do a lot of what Jenna does as well. Um, kind of with the added responsibility of, uh, as Jenna said, I run a, a digital marketing agency. So I have quite a few freelance contractors that work with me that, I, you know, I work with clients, I figure out what it is they need. And then I work with my team to be able to figure out 
who's able to do the graphic design work or who's able to build this website out or we need a new email marketing campaign who's going to build that out and and so my job I, I i actually do a lot of the things that jenna does as well but i would say significantly more on like an overflow basis if if we don't have enough people to be able to design a logo or to be able to build a website <clears throat> i jump in and do that as well but my role is significantly more focused on kind of um understanding what it is the clients need and then helping find the right resources to be able to get them that that said deliverable or a marketing campaign or whatever so so a, a lot of what I do is uh, managing the team, managing the clients on a day-to-day -day basis. But again, it all kind of goes back. I've, I've got my own channels as well. So I've got a personal blog that I've run for really since 20, 2009, um, focused on you know social media tips and marketing and those kinds of things. I have two additional blogs that I'm building as revenue streams. You know, so so I spend a lot of time kind of in the world of of content um, and that's why we as Jen and I were talking about ooh, what would be a great topic for 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 episode three uh, we started talking about the content economy and it seemed like that was a great way we're I mean we're building a podcast and a podcast is built on content so what yeah. a great way to be able to start talking to people about what we do and why um, the content economy has become such an important part of of opportunities for yeah. people. Mm hmm. I so as Sean mentioned, this whole podcast episode is going to be about the content economy. So what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, the content economy is pretty much what do you say in layman's terms? Uh -huh. <laughs> terms. It's literally a person makes content. And then whether that's posting blog articles, posting a video on TikTok, and then you post it, and then people watch it. And then you get money from it. And that's, that's, that's it. I mean, it's, it's, it is, there's a temptation to oversimplify, but, but really yeah. that's it. And I think everybody can understand the concept of I've watched some YouTube videos. There's yeah. been some ads in the middle and then I've either clicked, you know, skip the ads yeah. or I've now watched the ads. And then at the end of it, the person who created that YouTube video, um, you know, may get paid yeah. a portion of that ad revenue. So yeah. they've, monetize their content and and what what i love uh, so so you you hit i mean i think you hit it perfectly it's basically create content yep. publish content make money from content yeah <laughs> that's that simple economy. it's that easy and people like i feel like i feel like my age uh the gen z maybe millennials know how to work it especially because of the blow up of TikTok, but I feel like not everyone in the world knows how easy this is to make money. You guys it, just side money, it, you know? I, I, so people are like, well, I don't know how to do graphic design. Well, yeah. Well, well, okay. You don't but, need to know that. Right. As you, as you, as you think through the types of content that are out there, like for, for I'm a Gen Xer. So for Gen Xers, for us, like written content was big because we grew up with the world of Google where everything was a, a web page or yeah. a, a blog post or a Wikipedia entry. So I think that Gen Xers think a lot about written content and reading that. So can you write? Yes. Can you, do you have experience that you can share in a, in a written methodology? Can you edit? I mean, uh, you know, I have a, a team member who she's awesome. And what she does is she edits. Just edits. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great role to have and she's really good at it. And, but, but 
her job is to make sure that what other people wrote is correctly worded, yeah. is cited properly, all those kinds of things. Doesn't have any sort of, you know, um, plagiarism, copyright kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so she's an editor, right? Um, in the in the world of of visual, can you do? Can you draw? Can you illustrate? Can you create videos? Can yeah. you um, capture things that are going around in your life? I mean, there are yeah. entire YouTube channels, entire Instagram uh, accounts dedicated to what someone's cat is doing. Yeah. And and by the way, yeah. they're awesome. Some of them, you know, some of well, them, yeah. some of them are terrible. Some, <laughs> of, but some of them, great grams, great grams of Gary as a an adventure cat who travels with his owner, you know, yeah. all over the place. It's really cool. Yeah. And, and the ability to capture that video or capture those photos, that's a talent. Yeah. But they're creating content. They're yeah. publishing content. Yeah. And they're getting paid for it. Yeah. Right? I think Sean and I always talk about like everything is content. Right. It is. Everything <laughs> you do in your life, you can turn into content and everyone hopes that that content can now be monetized and you make money off of it. So people are like, Oh, I, I need to go viral on TikTok and then get a lot of followers and then I can start earning money. Well, there are other like ways to make money if you're not a very popular TikToker or uh, Instagrammer because other revenue streams would be, I don't know, free product, free, reviews and then that in turn can be like on your resume to give to like bigger brands and then potentially earn money from like posting a instagram story for like 25 dollars or something like that so it is i think a lot of it depends on what you're comfortable with I, yeah you know there's um I, i'll just tell you like i social media takes a lot of energy it, it really does. Yeah. And it takes a lot of, I mean, no, I'm, you guys, I'm preaching to the choir, you know. Literally, it's so a, much. It's a lot of energy and it's a lot of passion for it. You really, yeah. you have to, to know what content works there. You have to know who your audience is. Yeah. You have to know how to engage with them. It, social media is tough. And, and a lot of folks are like, Ugh, I just, I don't, I don't yeah. want to put myself And that's why people like that. are like, how can I make money if I, if I'm not on social media? And, and the answer is like, you can absolutely make There's money. There's so many other things mm -hmm. like those platforms of like, you know, you put up, I don't, I don't know if we name drop or anything, but uh, like you can you talk know, about those, Upwork or, yeah, or like Fiverr, Fiverr or places like that. And yeah. that would be an example of a skill that you have and you want to make extra cash. You put up your profile and you just get little small gigs on the side and that's extra cash along with like. We, we hope that you you would eventually want to have like a gig job as your primary job but mostly people have like their primary job that feeds their income and then extra cash on the side so like making youtube videos or doing like fun things that you want to do like or fun things editing other people's youtube videos man yeah. there's a huge call for that like uh i think you would find and you know this like and i and we know this like we, we create youtube videos for when we travel both jenna and i do that yeah and and when you come back you're so excited when you're traveling and you're capturing all this content it's amazing and you get back and you're like oh i gotta edit that video like so much content like it, there it's possible to have too much content yeah and it and it takes a lot of time and so if you can find someone who's willing to put together that awesome video yeah. use their skills to be able to do it it's amazing and and that person 
doesn't have to be on social. They don't have to be publishing their own video content. They don't have to do any of that. Yeah. What they're doing is they're they're monetizing their skill to help somebody else publish in the content economy, which is it's it, it's important. It's it's interesting because we talk about the gig economy all the time, right? Yeah. And when people think of the gig economy, they think of things like Amazon deliveries. They think of um, DoorDash, yeah. Uber, Lyft. You yeah. can go through and you can name, I don't know, 10 different ways to take part in the gig economy, right? Well, the content economy is just a subset of the gig economy and it's finding ways to, instead of, you know, take food from one place to another or take a human being from their conference mm-hmm. to uh, to the airport, what you're doing is finding ways to create content around the things that are happening in your life to be able to then publish them and either i mean i'll tell you i i i would tell someone um entertainment and education those are the two best ways to create content Mm -hmm. in the content economy you're either going to entertain someone yep dance videos on tiktok Mm -hmm. right yep and if anybody's seen episode one, TikTok, girl. <laughs> yeah, we're throwing it back. Or, or you can educate someone. I mean, yeah. I can't tell you how many times. I'm a car guy. I love to work on my vehicle. And there are things that I have no clue how to do on a vehicle. Yeah. Where do I go? YouTube. YouTube. Right? Yeah. Somebody else has done it. Yeah. Somebody else has walked through that process and shown like almost every step and I can then just walk through it yeah. on YouTube, which is absolutely amazing. So entertainment yeah. and, and Inform, education. education yeah. yeah. It's I so think. crazy. I was talking, I don't know who I was talking to, but they were like searching for something on Google. Uh-huh. And I was like, do you realize that every time you search for something on Google and then you scroll down and you click a blog post and you read their blog post and stay on their blog post for however long you want, that person that wrote that blog post is getting money from you. They're getting made. Like, right? and it, it, I think it like blew their mind. They were like, wait, what do you mean? And I'm like, paid? yeah, every single article on Google, if you click it and there's ads on it, yeah, the amount of time you're on it, I mean, people look, are getting paid because you're reading it. Let's, I mean, I'm going to be super candid about this. Like I, 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 I said that I started my first social media blog back in 2009 and, and, and I published it and, and it was, um, 2000, if I remember right, 2019 before somebody finally talked me into putting ads on my blog. Mm. Like I, I blogged for 10 years and I was like, I don't want to put ads on my blog. That that's like selling out whatever. Yeah. Right. And, and then, um, I had someone tell me just to be candid, you're being stupid. You have a lot of good traffic and you have a lot of people who come back to your blog. Why would you not make money from that? And yeah. I, and I did the old, I don't want to, I sound like an old guy. Yeah. Um, I don't want to put ads on my blog. And then they showed me how much money I could make from it. And you're like, ah, uh, sign me up. Thank you. <laughs> like, and it's, you guys, it's money that. Yes, you worked for, but now you don't have to work. Yeah. So, and I would tell you, it's kind of addictive. Like when you start making money from your content, what you start to do is realize how valuable your time is. I mean, I put a lot of time and energy into, and you know, I had at that point probably 250, 300 blog posts that I just written about things because why? 
I was frustrated because I couldn't clear the Facebook Messenger icon. It wouldn't go away on my phone. It was driving me insane. And then yeah. I figured out a solution for it. I was like, oh, other people, other people probably have this problem. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out lots of people have that problem. So, um, and then you're like, oh, what's, what's the next problem yeah. I can solve? And what's the next problem yeah. I can solve? And then when you run into a problem like that, you're like, oh, I could write a blog post about it. And, and I, you know, uh, we talk about the, the, the generational gap between you and I is yeah. you know, kind of two generations away. You're Gen Z, I'm Gen X. And I I tend to focus my content creation activities and my monetization activities on, on writing. I'm starting in the YouTube world. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, YouTube takes a lot more energy and effort. Yes. But, but, but I'm starting there. You, on the other hand, tend to more default to mm-hmm. the... Instagram, YouTube's, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and I think it, for your generation, you guys kind of grew up in that world of, of visual communication as opposed to, you know, written communication. I totally agree with that. And I will say now that I've worked with Sean and I've worked in the content economy, um, I realized that there's some really popular Instagram influencers that don't have websites or don't have blogs. And do you know how many followers they have? That would be like if she posted something and it says like, hey, get to know my five tips about, you know, eating healthier. They would click her blog post or her link and go to it and read it. And so that's that's extra money that she could be getting and she doesn't take advantage of it. And I'm like... Oh my gosh, that's such a like, let's, let's not even talk about email marketing, how how a lot of that is missed as well. Most, yeah. I think most what I would consider to be big influencers miss out on this chance to actually build an email marketing. Yeah. List. It's it is again, it's kind of generational. I don't know that I mean, my generation we kind of live in email. Well, we do. Yeah. I think that, that your generation didn't live in email until you we did into, the work, yes. into the work world. Is yes. That fair? Yes. Yeah. We, one, had to learn how to write an email. Like, I think, so I took this class um, at in college at the University of Kansas, go rock chalk. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he also went to KU too. Um, but I took this class freshman year about how to, it's like a leadership pre whatever class and it was how one of the courses was how to write an an email a professional email and so i learned that skill but like no one really knew how to use email we would use what blackboard i don't to like communicate with our professors and stuff but then outside of work like how are you supposed to email job or employers or Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. potential clients and so uh email has become a big part of uh, I feel like the Gen Z work life, not necessarily personal at all. Right. Personal, we do text yeah. uh, like a lot, text, Snapchat, um, Instagram, DMs, stuff like that. But um, email marketing is um, very, it's, it's a really good well, uh, channel to use. Let's talk about texting campaigns too. I mean, uh, you know, if you can get, if you can get someone to give you their phone number from a marketing perspective, from a yeah. communication perspective, how how gold is that, right? Yeah. If you feel like you're getting a personal text message yeah. from Kylie Jenner, right? Yeah. Um, that would be pretty cool, right? Uh, that would be very cool. But but those are streams. I think those are content elements that that. And I'm not. I Kylie probably has 
I'm so sure. I, yeah, I'm Kylie thinking, has lots of I'm, things I'm going not, on. I'm not picking on anybody in particular, but I think that there are, to your point, a lot of influences out there that don't realize that there are some channels that they could be taking advantage of. Yeah, know? and just uh, increasing their their space in the content economy, I guess. And then there, to flip that around, there are some brands out there that I think try to take advantage of everything. Mm. They have to have every communication channel. And um, I don't know if you've ever, if you had a, like one of those all-in-one printers when you were in college that really did everything but nothing good. Oh, you know, hmm. um, sometimes that's what a what a what a content campaign can be like too, where they're like communicating, they're like blasting little bits the of everything, same message to every single channel, and like it, yeah. it, it it doesn't work very well, right? That's another thing that we could probably get into on another episode, but using specific channels that targets different audience, absolutely. So, or, or yeah, or different even different content messages. That's exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so things that I would watch on my like for you page on TikTok would be way different than Sean's. But that's, that's something totally different that we could definitely touch on um, later about well, what would that topic sort of be? I, I, how to commu- multi-channel marketing, targeting the, audience, targeting the right audience for the right channel or sounds something. So Gen, Gen Xy is multi-channel marketing. I don't even, like a, yeah, like, yeah. It, it really is. It's like creating a content ecosystem, right? Okay. It's, yeah. it's who are you going to talk to? How are you going to talk to them? And what are your expectations for a response? Yeah. Because that's, you know, um, that's a really important part of, of success in the content economy. And that is knowing who you're talking to and knowing how to talk to them in a way that it's useful for that person. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the, the reason that my social media blog grew is because I was literally solving problems. Yeah. That's all I was. I wasn't like. Well, there was some pontification about, you know, can, should social media companies be public or private, those kinds of things. But those blog posts, honestly, didn't do very well. The ones that were like targeting a specific problem that people are having, like, like literally they would Google, how do I contact Facebook support when I can't get anybody on the phone? Right. They were Googling that kind of thing because they're so frustrated and it's kind of cool to be able to have that answer show up in the google search results and you know yeah, that people are definitely. clicking on it and then you're you know getting someone to comment a blog post is almost impossible yeah so when i get someone who responds back and is like that worked i'm like yeah. yes like it feels so good <laughs> and, when you've helped people yeah and, and that's it's a, it, i think that's the thing if it doesn't matter education obviously helping people is 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 easy to understand they have a problem I have a solution or an opportunity for maybe to help them. I'm going to do that. But what people sometimes don't understand is that um, entertainment is just helpful. I can't tell you how many days, rough day, come home, sit down, and I can like dwindle into a spiral of of Instagram funny reels videos for like an hour where I'm just watching fail videos or funny cat uh, i can watch cat videos for forever right yeah and it's it's helpful Mm -hmm. it it helps me unwind yeah like not get stressed out and and so entertainment can be just as helpful as education is definitely i think that some people uh, i was gonna say some people might think that 
the informative education might be harder than the enter entertainment. Oh. And I, w I was going to say, Boy. I was going to say yes, because making it dumb, funny, uh, or inspirational videos is, or entertainment sort of content is super easy. But for you, for me, making educational step-by-step step. i think it's just who you are like yeah you're so much better at at at, at making content that's well that resonates with with, <laughs> with people like people want to see funny things and i mean your dad jokes sometimes they're people do a little funny but like the the they're it's like i'm gonna scroll right i, I don't scroll right past right. instead of like read i'm like oh my god what right. did sean put on facebook again right 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 <laughs> exactly yeah and and i think it's it's where your talent lies and again kind of going back to the beginning what you're good at and yep. what you're passionate about and yep. i think if you can combine the two of those into something that is in a content format I, I mean, I'll just tell you, I know for a fact that there are entire Twitter uh, accounts focused on dad jokes, great yeah. dad jokes, and yeah. who have tons of followers. Why? Because people love dad yeah. jokes, right? Um, there are entire how-to, like, uh, there's, like, literally, like, uh, I can't remember what the name of the site is, but but it's basically just how-to guides. Oh, yeah. How to do I think everything. it's literally just called how-to.com. It might be how-to. And it's, like, the how-to yeah, videos. How-to.com. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's everything from how to chop onions without literally making your every, hands Literally everything. To how, how to, to fix your brakes on your yeah. car. I mean, How to make everything. a paper airplane. Yeah. So so those folks have figured out that if they can figure out where, the, where that, that commonality is between helping someone mm -hmm. and 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 having a passion for t turning it into content yeah. that it can make some and it be, it, the reason i say passion is so important is because uh i have a ton of people who've come to me and be like man i heard you make money blogging yeah. and, and and um how do i do that i want to have you know i want to go vi viral i want to have all this oh. traffic if someone comes and asks me how to go viral i'm, I'm like, literally yeah, like yeah, i don't i don't no, I, I don't teach that i'm sorry I, I don't think there's any recipe for it. I don't think anybody can tell you how to do it. I think sometimes it's more than just a flash in a pan and you're lucky. Yeah. Um, but we there's a whole pod, podcast that we can talk oh, about. Oh, yes. Going viral. Going viral. How, um, to, oh. how to... How to not. How to yeah. not go viral. Yeah. And... and um, but I think that, that a lot of people come and they're like, oh, I want to do this and I have a great blog idea or I have a great YouTube channel idea. And then what happens is... They're so excited up front. Mm -hmm. They have lots of lots of passion about it up front, but they can't carry that passion through the hard work that it does take. Yeah. Right. If look, mm -hmm. if you and I weren't passionate about creating content, this podcast, I'm not guys, sure we would have gotten past episode yeah, one. <laughs> I mean, hard work. Like, geez, our we didn't even. You can go back to our episode one, episode two. We'll talk about that. So yeah. go ahead and check that out because you'll want to hear about that. But touching on that, I just. If you aren't passionate or like excited about what you're putting out there, or if you're um, anxious about it, like, and you you think that your people are gonna, what do you troll you or like uh -huh. hurt you, you know, there are bully jerks you, on the internet. then flash. yeah, yeah, it will like stop you from mm -hmm. from doing something great or or putting something out there that. Uh, resonates with someone else. Well, and you have to, it is important. That's a really, really important point that you have to think about is, is that 
publishing content out in the world, it you you do you are going to give up an element of privacy. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And and you are going to open yourself to feedback from others. If you don't take feedback from others very well, I would not honestly. I wouldn't recommend being in uh, the digital world. Right. The because, content economy is going to hurt. Yeah. yeah. Like. It would, but it would be like if if you don't drive well. You'll get honked at. Don't be an Uber driver, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. If you don't, um, if you really, if you really want your private, your private world to be private, well, don't, don't be on, on social the media, internet, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And and I mean, it's a, there's a, the reason I say that because like I have a, a person who came to me and I was like, man, that is a great blog idea. That Ooh. that is a great blog yeah. idea. And I was like, are you ready to tell those stories? Because they're amazing stories. People would love them. And and I think it took him a little while to think through it. And he's like, man, like you're what I think I would have to put like pictures of my experiences yeah. and, and that yeah. for context. And I just don't think I'm ready for that. And I was like, then don't, mm -hmm. you know, um, hold that for your, you know, biography after, you know, have somebody write it yeah. after you die. Like, yeah. and, you know, then, then you're, you're good. Yeah. And, and it was nothing nefarious. I mean. Um, this is a person who literally traveled with the circus. Oh my gosh. And That's the amazing. The stories that he I'm tells sure. are amazing. And I'm like, that would be so yeah. cool for a blog post or a, yeah. I don't know if you could turn it into a YouTube channel, but again, he just wasn't ready for his yeah. like personal life to be out mm -hmm. there in the world. So, so like I started Jenna Haith Lifestyle and I pretty much like, wrote about what I wanted I thought what I thought other people like might want to know about and learn from and yeah some of the articles that I've written it's like you like really know like my family <laughs> and like <laughs> my friends and some people like would come to me and be like why you know you're you're putting all this information it's out there. Personal information. Why are yeah. like why do you want everyone to know about it? and I'm like, well, I it was a passion. It's a passion, first of all. And then second of all, I am eager to try to monetize that as well. So if I can help someone learn, so like the Facebook support thing, mm -hmm. that's something that you were first like, no, I need to know, I need to research this myself and then put it on there. And then afterwards, when you get like a lot of traffic, you're like, I might have like said some things in that article. Oh. Like I hate face, like all of the bad things, but you don't want to edit that article because it was what you were feeling. And that's what people are feeling as well, but they're not necessarily putting that in the world, but you are, so they don't have to, but it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's the motivation first. And then you you hope that other people will relate to that and you just want to keep that up there. And so, but that's why people are like, why are you putting all your privacy and like all of that on there? It's like people want to see real people. That's right. That's right. So it, and so I, I had a perfect example of that. I, I wrote a blog post one time about, um, Facebook was splitting Facebook messenger. Into yeah. Its into own a different app. app yeah. yeah. And, and I wrote, you know, a whole article about why 
like you're so worried about your privacy with Facebook Messenger, yet you have stickers on your minivan that literally have all your kids' names on them mm. and show their soccer practice, you know, yeah. soccer team, and show down on your little bumper your license plate thing what school they go to, and like, yeah. and and I wasn't trying to say that privacy wasn't important. I was trying to point out that you're worried about Facebook spying on you so that it can advertise to you, but you're publishing all of your private information yeah. everywhere else. And, and I was, I, I was being snarky. I'm just like, I, I have apologized in the blog post. Like people came hard at me for that blog post. They were yeah. like, you don't understand how bad Facebook is. You don't understand how much they, they capture and yeah. what they use that and how they sell it. And, and so first of all, I've been working with Facebook for a really long time. I know exactly how nefarious Facebook can be around, around privacy. But I went back and I did rewrite the article. I, I, what oh, okay. I did was I didn't, I, I, I added to it. Okay. And I, I added a whole section at the very beginning that said, look. I know I was, people are upset yeah, I was, <laughs> about this. I was, I, was, I was trying to be snarky about this and it didn't come off as as snarky. It yeah, came off as me like, being a jackass, right? Yeah. And, and, and I get it that people are super passionate about this. And, and I, I love, because the comments, they went, oh, yeah. they went kooky. And like, and, that's more content. And, well, and it is. And it, and it also, it tells you how people feel. It, yeah. look at, I, again, if people are coming and they're commenting, and even if they're negative, snarky comments, okay. At least they took the time to yeah. give you their feedback. As long as they're not just trolling, that's just not helpful. But, yeah. um, but I, not only did I add that piece to the blog post at the beginning, apologizing. I actually put a picture of me with a foil hat on. Like, oh, you know, yeah. here's my conspiracy <laughs> theory foil hat on. You yeah. guys can see it, it's out there. Um, but then I also took a lot of the comments that people said, like, you don't know, like, like, like the Facebook Messenger is just another big fat app on my phone taking up space. Um, Facebook Messenger, you know, I feel like I the things that I post on Facebook are to, to the world or to my private groups. And Facebook Messenger is one-on-one -on -one conversations that are significantly mm -hmm. more private. So, so people yeah. have real reasons to question the privacy. And I added information about that yeah. to the blog post. They literally helped me improve the blog. Yeah. They helped me improve my content. And you I know, think that that's great to like, if you guys start in the content economy and start publishing things that you've created yourself, I think that in like asking for feedback and you know helpful advice from your friends family random people that have seen it is a really good way to improve your skills and improve the next video that you put out because really what are you doing you're posting the content for the viewers you need to have your viewers like you and you need to have your viewers or your audience or your listeners or readers want to like keep coming back to you so you post stuff that will resonate with them. Am it's I right? It's important to them. That's right. I mean, can you imagine? So, so I have, we, we started this conversation talking about how our, in our professional world, we work in the, you know, in the digital economy yeah. and the content economy. And, and I have a, a person who, who, who works with our team, who he's an illustrator, he's a designer. And can you imagine if I, you know, sent a brief to him to say, Hey, we need this new logo. And here's the idea, here's the colors, here's what I need you to do. Use your creative skills to create an amazing logo for us. And he sent it back. And then I got feedback 
about the first draft of it. And then I sent it back to him and he was like, oh, I'm not listening to that feedback. That's terrible feedback. You're horrible. Yeah. Like you get what you get. Like that's in the content economy. You have to be willing to yeah. take the feedback. And yeah. sometimes it's hard feedback. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, I've, I look back at my old blog posts and I'm like, oh, these are oh, awful. Like we're yeah. going to, like, we're going to look back at episode one, two. Yeah. Three, For example. Three, four, five yeah. in, in five years yeah. and, we're gonna and be, be like, like wow what were we uh, even what, doing what's the word you use in your generation shuggy i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> sketch oh uh, sketchy terrible yeah, like, yeah. You know, cringy mean, you're cringy yeah, yeah. Like, so like i mean um you have to be able to willing to take yeah take and, and hopefully it's positive criticism but um be able to make improve on the product yeah improve on it you got to understand that if you do get going in the content economy, everything is not going to be smooth sailing from the yeah. start. It's yeah. going to be rough. It's going to take an iterative process. The people who adapt, they listen to the feedback, they continue to evolve who they are and the services that they offer. And, and they, they are always looking to help the, their audience, their end audience. Those we'll are the folks succeed. that are going to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Definitely. Well, <laughs> this was a right? yeah. This was a lot for yeah. you guys, but um, we just wanted to talk about our goal for this episode and for future episodes. It's just to share our experiences from my age and generation and Sean's age and generation, and just to to share our experiences with other people when it comes to how digital marketing has helped us build our career and our side hustles right. as well yeah. and that's how we are living in this freelance gig economy i think a lot of folks out there wonder how you can and especially when when times are tough in the economy everybody's kind of looking for another way to make a little extra bit of money it's like um, how do you start yeah like, i mean some folks do? are like i have a car so i can i can do uber, uber or I can Instacart, Instacart. Or that kind of stuff but but my, I hope, you know, as we were talking about this, our goal was to make, have people start thinking, man, I have skills as I love to draw yeah. or I, I have a great radio voice. I have a terrible radio voice, but, but All right. people well, out there who have great radio voices, boy, you can make a ton of money yeah. on Fiverr doing voiceover gigs, yep. right? Um, if you have experience with... Like if you're, uh, for example, like translating... Oh, yeah, translating like, content. If you mm -hmm. guys are, uh, what is it, dual language speak, or speak, speak, speak second, second language, second language, language? Um, there's just, there's apps or not apps, I guess, platforms that you can sign up and put in your skills and people like companies will reach out to you and be like, hey, like I saw that you're offering a $25 for a voiceover of three minute voiceover. I've there you go, done. people to translate some of my most popular blog posts into Spanish. I, there you go. Just for clear, concise, I, I have a degree in Spanish. My undergraduate degree is in Spanish, but yeah. I'm not going to do that. I want a native speaker to translate my content yeah. into Spanish, and I was happy to pay them to do it. And guess what? Generates traffic. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So there, there are lots of skills out there that people can yeah. use in this content economy. You don't have to be a great TikTok dancer. No. <laughs> like you you, any skill, you guys. Yeah. Like People are like, I don't have any skills or I don't have any special talents. Like everyone has something, whether you're, guess what? You can be um, a uh, a friend 
there's a site that you can like log on and mm-hmm. be a friend to someone and there you go like if you're a good listener Listen sign them. up for that that's like, right if you can if you like fixing cars or motorcycles or you yep. love cooking or baking if you are great at cleaning the house and organizing there you go. if you can find something that you are passionate about you can turn it into content there's yeah. opportunities for you to do it yeah i think one of the longest uh gig jobs would be babysit absolutely or nanny dog sitting dog sit house sit yeah like extra cash extra money why not yeah yeah so lots of stuff out there so what we're hoping for we would love to hear maybe how you have turned your skill into some sort of content or reach out and ask like hey i was thinking about uh creating a whole youtube channel on closet organizing what do you think Um, like we will we would love to provide feedback yeah we and we might um you know feature the questions on here Mm -hmm. because we'd love to talk about it and help you guys learn and improve your skills yeah so that's it for episode three oh man Man, we're wrapping it up it was a good conversation yeah Um, i hope that people maybe maybe if if one thing happened in this conversation somebody was like man I have a passion for making furniture. Yeah. I'm going to think about doing this. Maybe you don't do it, but maybe at least think about it. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be really cool to have so, inspired yeah. one person to think Definitely. about maybe joining the content economy with their skill sets. Yeah, so, it's great. Take yeah. it from us too that are in it. Cool. So, <laughs> Alrighty, don't forget to like and subscribe absolutely. and comment. And... Oh, we're excited. We're, we're moving and grooving on these episodes. So. If you haven't look, gone back, watch episode one, two, and three. Yep. You will see the progress of our content. Yeah, and we're really excited. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> we're logging off. Thanks, Bye, guys. Everybody.